Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Clear Channel's iHeartRadio. Welcome to the Jane Wilkins Michael Show. Better than before. An hour of beauty, health, fitness, and lifestyle advice from renowned columnist and author Jane Wilkins Michael and her guest, top experts in their fields. Join Jane's campaign to become better than before. Now, here she is, Jane Wilkins Michael. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Jane Wilkins Michael Show, Better Than Before, on iHeartRadio Talk. I'm Jane. I'm coming to you live from New York City. I want to thank you so much for being with us. Well, it's a beautiful day in New York City. The sun is shining. The temperature is warm. The flowers are blooming. All is right with the world. And to make it even better than before, she can and she will. Here is my wonderful producer, Lori Houston. Hi, Lori. <laughs> You're so crazy, Kajane. <laughs> hey, um, you bring sunshine wherever you go. So even though we don't need it today, you bring more. Um, you know, on my way to the show today, I bumped into someone I hadn't seen for a while. And he stared at me for the longest time. And he finally said, uh, you look, you look. And, and I'm expecting terrific, hoping for so young. He said, you look very sturdy. <laughs> So to give it a, to give it a positive spin, I took it that my weight training classes are finally showing results, right? <laughs> That's uh, an interesting but, comment, yes. right? Mm. But with all the stress involved in promoting my new book, Long Live You, for me to actually live longer, what I really need is a week at a spa, and actually, I probably could use a year. Um, that being said, and impossible right at this very moment, I am more than thrilled to have on the show. A person who is one of the most respected spa industry experts in the world. She is Susie Ellis, chairman and CEO of the Global Wellness Institute, which is a leading research and educational resource for the $3.4 trillion Lori, dollar wellness industry. She also heads up their sister organization, the annual Global Wellness Summit. We're going to be talking about both of those. Susie is also president of Spa Finder Wellness, which is the world's largest media and marketing company for the spa and wellness industry. And she herself has spent decades working in and writing and speaking about the spa and wellness worlds. And for this lifelong passionate commitment, she received the International Spa Association's prestigious Visionary Award. And a true visionary she is. And if you have never considered going to a spa, all you have to do is look at Susie, who is absolutely stunning, and you'll immediately jump onto spafinder.com and make a reservation. I am actually doing it as we speak, Lori, between us. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Susie. Thank you so much for being with us. Well, hi, Jade, and thank you for having me and for that very nice introduction. I know you and I share a love for spas, so there's lots to talk about. Yes, lots and lots to talk about. You know, Susie, my mother was a a pioneer in in writing about spas. She wrote two books called Secrets from the Super Spas, followed by More Secrets from the Super Spas. So I think I was practically born in a spa. Rumor has it that she secretly gave birth to me on Camelback Mountain when she was at Elizabeth Arden's Main Chance. (laughs) And, And... then I was for years a spa columnist at Town & Country Magazine, Spa and Beauty. Um, but years ago, other than the European spas, where you went to take the cure for health reasons, going to a spa was basically considered a luxury. Now it's a necessity. And after decades where vacation basically meant everything in excess, you know, too much food, drinking, too, much, too, too little sleep, more and more people... They're changing what they want out of both their vacations and business travel, and they're looking for healthier experiences and destinations. And um, you've had over 30 years uh, in in, in spas and wellness, and and even though you are a visionary, did you ever imagine in the beginning the phenomenal growth and success of this industry over the years? Well, Jane, I... I would say that I probably had some inkling of it because it was always just part of my lifestyle. 
and it just uh, seemed like it needed to be part of everyone's lifestyle, not just, you know, the rich and famous. Um, and, Jane, you know, I remember your mother, uh, you know, many years ago, um, back when I was uh, with the Golden Door. And, um, yes, she was very, very well known as the person writing about spas. And, um, and she did a lot to really help uh, spread the word about spas and, and uh, keeping healthy and, um, you know, people liked reading about spas then I think they still like reading about spas and hearing about what's going on and there's just so much more globally and it's more of a global conversation so I guess you know with the momentum and also with the the uh, emphasis on wellness now I, I don't think I would have um, envisioned that um, but I'm just so glad that that's what's happened and um, it's exciting to be part of it and to have been part of it for the last many decades. <laughs> truth, truth be told. Um, now you've been to thousand, about a thousand spas, I would think, and and you just mentioned you you started the Golden Door. Um, how many years were you at the Golden Door? Well, you know that's a. Um, Interesting question because I've been at the Golden Door several times. So I was there, then I left, then I went back. And my relationship with the Golden Door has spanned four decades. So I started there in 1974, and that was kind of right after college. And um, then, you know, I left and then I went back and I've always done things in the world of spawn wellness. And I'm still very close to uh, Deborah Zake, who is the founder, and she's, I think it's 93 years old now. And um, and so my time there, if you add it all up, it's, you know, quite a few years. Um, but it was sort of a um, come and go and consult and, and so on over many years. And now I'm still involved with Rancho La Puerta, which is the spa she founded before the Golden Door. And, of course, you probably know that she sold the Golden Door 10 so years ago. And um, But, you know, I, I'm, I've been to the Golden Door many times now as a guest, and I think the last time I was there was last year. They have new owners, and they've done a fabulous job refurbishing, and I have to say it's still one of my favorite spas. And um, like you said, I've been to over a 1,000 spas, a lot out of the country now, too, um, but I still, you know, have a real uh, soft spot for the Golden Door and for my own personal well-being. Uh, having any place to go, to choose to go, I would choose to go to the Golden Door for a week. Oh, I, I, I would too. I remember my mother took me to the Golden Door when I was very, when I was young, and I remember it was a motel in those days. It was by the highway, and we all, we walked down the path in our little pink bunny suits, our little sweatsuits. Um, and, and that was, you know, the, the very, very beginning. Um, but today, describe today. It is a, it is a, is a, a paradise in Eden. It's, it's gorgeous. So, for our listeners, delectation. I, I love that word. Um, describe a little bit about what you'd find at the door today. I'd be happy to. And, and I do remember those years, um, you know, where the guests were in pinkies. That's what mm-hmm. we called it. And they were pink warm-up suits and, you know, pink hats because everybody had their hair oiled. Um, I think it was olive oil on day one. And and this oil was kept in their hair for the, the whole week. And so they had these pink turbans. So, um, yes, it was quite a sight uh, having, you know, the guests from the Golden Door back then walking amongst the avocado groves in their pink outfits. And I would say the first Golden Door, which was the initial one, which was that motel, was actually beautiful also in a different way. Uh, Deborah had selected this um, motel where at that time, you know, many motels had a pool in the middle and and um, rooms around the perimeter. And she had created every room in a different style. So there was the French room and there was the American room and the, you know, the various kinds of rooms, all very luxuriously done. There was a blue one, a green one, and so on. And the whole center of the motel area was just, I always thought it was like a Garden of Eden. So many flowers, so beautiful. It was really a lovely, lovely place. But when she um, had to move the Golden Door, which is what happened, that the highway was rerouting, and it was now going to be coming right you know, near where the Golden Door was, uh, she had the opportunity then to move the Golden Door. And she decided to create 
what was her passion at that time, um, a Japanese inn because she felt the tranquility of um, the Japanese Roycons was so conducive to rest and relaxation. So she went with her um, architect to Japan for, I think it was 28 days, and they saw 28 Roycons. And um, when they came back, uh, he created uh, the Golden Door, which uh, is still in existence now as this Japanese inn. And its uh, location ended up being about a mile, um, I think it was um, east of, or west rather, of, of the original location. And she really created a beautiful Japanese Roycon and had lovely uh, Japanese art, uh, the rooms were um, beautifully done, and every room had its own Japanese garden. So the whole idea of rest and relaxation and meditation was there. And it still exists today. It's been refurbished. It has beautiful gardens. I think the gardens are one of the uh, famous parts of it. And um, and then there's also the, the gardens for uh, fruits and vegetables because they do a lot of very, very wonderful organic um, produce that that they serve there, and you know the person that goes to the Golden Door uh, would walk over this beautiful bridge that um, is over the what I think they call the Camellia area, and into uh, Soji screens that open up, and inside you go. It's like being in a sanctuary. And oh, it's magnificent. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I just sent a note to Lori. I want to go there now. <laughs> and, and also, I have to add, Susie, when you go there, you bring a toothbrush because everything is supplied. I mean, this is how life should be in general. You know, you don't have to worry about cooking. You don't have to worry about cleaning. You don't have to worry about laundry. You don't have to worry about sweat, you know, all your exercise clothes. They're, they're supplied. You wear it once. They, you know, they take them. They give you more. Uh, it, it's incredible. It's so you know, true. you have personal trainer you have either a massage or a facial every day i mean you in your room and it's just it's it's quite it's quite wonderful <laughs> I, I must say is. i'm thinking about it and going whoa you know it's 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 amazing but you know we're talking about you're mentioning deborah i i'm i do know deborah very well in fact she was also a friend of of my parents and and she is of course a legend she's a, a pioneer and a prophet in, in in spa and wellness and i also mention her in my, in my new book um and you know Susie, over the years um she invited me to both the Golden Door and, and Rancho La Puerta. And not only that, but she was so gracious. She sent gifts to me every for each one of my three children when they were born. Oh and then my when I, she was lovely, and when my she still is, and my mother died, she invited me to the door, and I, I think I slept for an entire week. I didn't go to one class. I didn't even come out of the room. And she said, you know, you needed that. And then when I, when I left, she left me a note that said... Um, Take care of yourself, Jane, because you are the only self you have. And, and I still have that note, and I never forget that. So what was her philosophy? I mean, what, what can we learn from her philosophy that, you know, we all can take away from it, even if we don't go to the door of the ranch? I know. Well, and that's the thing um, about the Golden Door, that the program and the philosophy is so um, wonderful and really something people can create for themselves because it's really quite simple. It isn't, um, it isn't complicated. It's, it's very much being, um, uh, you know, she's very, very passionate about food and eating, um, healthful food from the earth. Uh, she, you know, she is herself vegetarian, but she's really about, uh, really fresh, fresh, uh, not modified foods um, from the garden, um, eating fresh, and having a lifestyle of, you know, good sleep and um, taking care of oneself. Um, you know, as you said, at the Golden Door, there's a massage every day and a facial every day. And I remember when people would come on Sunday and leave the following Sunday, it was a miracle, the difference in how they looked and how they felt. And uh, it was a matter of shutting off, you know, there was an, an encouragement not to read newspapers and, you know, way back then we didn't have, you know, cell phones and all, but it was really a matter of giving yourself that gift for a week 
to take care of yourself. And I think um, that philosophy, um, obviously exercise, um, obviously taking care of yourself with um, what you're eating and your relationships and so on. But I would say a lot of it was about moderation. It was not extreme kinds of things, but um, moderation. And, you know, one thing that um, happened at the Golden Door and has become now, from a scientific point of view, a very important part of health and wellness is community and relationships. And that's something that happened at the Golden Door because everyone came in on the, the same day, which was a Sunday, and left the following Sunday. It became a very, very um, bonded group of um, women or men, depending on if it was men's or women's weeks. And that aspect, I would say, is something that Deborah, um, you know, having relationships, having personal friendships. And I know Deborah has often said, because, you know, now that she's 93, she said, well, you know, a lot of her friends have died. Um, and she has always made it a point to keep uh, connected with younger people and people that, um, you know, she has a strong relationship with. And still to this day, because uh, when I was living in New York, Deborah would stay with me um, very often. And I'm telling you, she was so busy with all the friends that she had. Uh, you know, she was very, very much intimately connected with a lot of people. What you were saying about her personal um, relationship with you after your mother died, she has those kind of relationships with um, you know, a lot of people, and it's just very fulfilling. And so her philosophy is, is one of, in a way, simple living in a very complex world and taking care of yourself, you know, moderation, healthy eating, exercise, fresh air, good sleep, which is all important. Yeah. And it still is. And, and, and also, I mean, she has such energy. I, I tell you something. Her energy is better. I get exhausted just um, <laughs> being with her. <laughs> she never stops, you know. Um, now, also, let's talk a little bit about her, the, the original spa, the, the Rancho La Puerta, which I also went to in, in, in the late 50s. And, and at that point, it was obviously a lot smaller. Um, and, and today, it's, it's, it's also a fantastic place very different vibe but deborah liked the the week because she felt as you know that you know if you go for two or three days which is also wonderful i mean most of the, not everyone can take a week off but you know by the third day you sort of relax and 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 you can uh sort of feel the the, the benefits and of course you you're a little sore from the exercise but but then the fourth day and then the thursday and the friday you start to feel better so she really believed in taking that full week to feel to feel good right um and the ranch also is, is a magnificent property it is i i love the ranch in fact i'm um you know after our many many years of relationship she's asked me um, about 12 years ago to join um, the advisory board for Rancho La Puerta. So I've become now as um, knowledgeable about the ranches as I was about the Golden Door for so many years. And and you're right, the one-week program is a real secret of the success of both, I think, the Golden Door and Rancho La Puerta. And, of course, as time has gone on and people have gotten busier and busier, there are very few places in the world that, um, you know, sort of, uh, insist on a one-week stay. Most every place you go, um, you know, you can go two days, three days, four days, and so on. And like you said, that is certainly, um, you know, wonderful to be able to spend that time. But the idea of the week, and especially when you come in and leave with the same people, there's something that happens there that's very, very magical. And Rancho La Puerta, I love the ranch also. It has its own magic. It is um, very, uh, you know, inspired by Mexico and the culture there and the colors there and the, uh, the food there. I love the food at Rancho Alberta. It's very well known for its food and its nature, the hiking. Uh, it, it's fantastic. The, up the mountain, that wonderful mountain, that mountain exactly. walk where you go up Mount, and it's just a wonderful. Um, the, the morning exercise at like six a.m. is is you know most people don't feel really like hiking at six a.m. but somehow you do when you're there and you run up you, the mountain. You, it's you do it, Mount Kuchma, which Deborah has always felt is a very magical mountain, and and um, and there are about a hundred and fifty guests there, uh, sometimes even a little bit more, 
and it's uh, it, it's beautifully landscaped. It's the food is fantastic, as I mentioned, and they have so many classes a day. I think there's something like sixty or seventy uh, program classes that you can choose from: some exercise, some art classes, some lectures and education. And um, you know, one thing that's new at the ranch, though, that that I think is um, sort of a sign of the times, but they've done it so well, is they now have um, a wine bar. Can you imagine oh. that? Wow. And you know, you <laughs> want to run up the mountain. You don't want to run up the mountain if you've had it, some wine because you might actually fall off the side. <laughs> but it sounds good to well, me. You know, when you they, come back from your hike, you can have some wine, right? What, what they've done, it's, they've done it so well. It's only open in the evening, and it's actually you have to sort of, it's not, you know, easy to find it's you know kind of you have to um navigate some of those paths and um and it's just a, a very beautiful area that has a nice view and you, you know people can just sit there and meet each other and you know maybe have a glass of wine it's all very um very very beautifully done not much emphasis on it but it's an option and over the years that has been something that that people like to be able to go away and work on their health and wellness but still now and then maybe have have a glass right. of wine I mean, so it's, i thought it's reality because when you come home you yeah. will so you might as well incorporate that in, into your program so you have when you when you go home it's not you can have the same type of, of uh, experience that you had at the ranch and make it, you know, bring it home. So that's, exactly. that's wonderful. So, Susie, we're going to take a quick break, and then when we come back, we're going to talk about, you know, all of the, you know, there, there are tens and thousands of spas, um, you know, how can, how can we find the right spa uh, to go to? So stay with us. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and, and we'll be back talking more about spas with Susie Ellis. Um, Everyone, you're listening to the Jane Wilkins Michael Show on iHeartRadio Talk. Stay with us. We'll be right back. This portion of the Jane Wilkins Michael Show is brought to you by Express Scripts. Express Scripts oversees 1.4 billion pharmacy claims each year on behalf of employers, health plans, unions, and government health programs. Express Scripts works to make the use of prescription drugs safer and more affordable. For the 100 million Americans they serve. Understanding that better decisions lead to healthier outcomes. Express Scripts helps patients make the best drug choices and health choices possible. Their disease-specific pharmacists are here to help you better understand your prescribed therapy, lower your overall health care costs, and ultimately stay on the path to better health. For more information, visit ExpressScripts.com. Want to know where you can hear Jane Wilkins Michael's show better than before? Well, that's easy. You can tune into Jane via Clear Channel's iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, and at bmajor.org. Now, back to Jane Wilkins Michael and Better Than Before. Welcome back, everyone. We are on the air live. You're listening to the Jane Wilkins Michael Show, Better Than Before, on iHeartRadio Talk. I'm here with Lori, as always. And we are talking to Susie Ellis, who is one of the most respected spa industry experts in the world. We have just talk, just spoken about my, I can't even talk, Susie, I'm so, you know, I'm thinking about the spas, uh, the Golden Door and Rancho La Puerta, two of my favorites. So let's broaden it if we, if we can. Um, there are tens and thousands of spas, as you know, out there today. There are destination spas, resort, hotel spas, day spas, medical spas, mineral spring spas. Um, you know, how do people find out um, which is the best spa for them? Well, I think what you said is exactly right, the best spa for them, because there are so many spas. In fact, um, you know, the, the Global Wellness Institute, which has something I'm very passionate about now and part of, we've done quite a bit of research um, over the many, many years in terms of how many spas there are in the world, what they contribute to um, revenue in terms of um, uh, income for countries and and um, we've done research on wellness tourism and, and so on and so forth. And one thing we know is that there are in the U.S., there are more spas than there are Starbucks which gives you an idea that there it's are an idea of how many there are. 
<laughs> Especially in so, New York, um, there's Starbucks on every corner here. Yes, exactly. And there are actually more spas in New York than there are Starbucks. So there are a lot. So for for people to choose, that's one of the reasons that um, you know we we put together Spa Finder um, online because nowadays that really is the best way to find a good match because there are so many different kinds of spas. Sometimes a person might be looking for a day spa or they might look for a destination spa, as we spoke about with Rancho La Puerta and, and um, Golden Door, Canyon Ranch, those kinds of places where you go away for periods of time. But there are also medical spas and mineral spring spas, which there's kind of a renaissance in the mineral thermal spas nowadays. And, of course, there's spas all over the world. So if someone, um, if I was wanting to choose a spa, um, I would have to go to spafinder.com and and look at my options so, because you could put in, for example, you want a day spa in um, Miami or in New York or you want to go uh, to Europe and you're wanting to see what's in the UK. Maybe you want to go to a uh, destination spa there. And so there's lots of different ways that you can um, sort of slice and dice looking for the type of spa or the, by price or by distance if you're in a certain location. If you want something very close, um, you can find something in your area. Um, so I think that uh, that, and of course nowadays, um, online uh, reviews is is a is a good way to look at uh, you know what what you might be able to expect. And then I'm still also a, very much a fan of the the awards programs that are out there. And so you have you know Condinest and you have Travel and Leisure, you know Spa Finder. There's awards for top spas that are voted on by by um, editors and by by uh, guests. So there are a lot of different ways uh, to look and find places that uh, might be just the right place for you. But I think maybe the place to start is to ask yourself, uh, what is it you want to accomplish? What, what is it you want? Do you need to get away? Do you need to rest? Do you want to lose weight? Um, when you narrow that down, then it'll be easier to to find what, what you might be interested in. But there's certainly something that uh, you will love because there's so many different options these days. And at all prices. I've, I've had the Canyon Ranch actually on when when you mentioned the Canyon Ranch. They they're they're uh, I've, several times. Uh, Lori and I have had the Canyon Ranch on the on the show. They're also a wonderful spa uh, with um, they in uh, Tucson and they're also here in, in the Berkshires in Massachusetts. So that's that's right. a good spa. And there's there really really so many of them. I think basically what people I mean when they think of spas the expense I mean it is uh, a little bit expensive and, and you know travel in general is expensive. Just the cab to the airport here. New York City is like $1,000 right off the bat. Talking about, if we can, spafinder.com and then talk about their price range. Is that something that, that would be a good suggestion for them that, um, you know, give a kind of a range of what they're willing to spend and then find a spa within that? Yes, I think that, um, you know, that's the good news, <laughs> that uh, even though we talk a lot about, you know, sort of the um, high-priced spas, there are a lot of places now where you can go and get um, a massage um, for um, a lot less or uh, even, you know, classes and so on. I mean, Massage Envy is one franchise that, you know, a lot of people maybe have heard of where they have, uh, you can go and get a massage for a very reasonable price. And nowadays, I think what we're finding is people are not just thinking about this as being a splurge, but there's a lot of evidence that there's real value in getting a massage or um, having a yoga class or doing meditation. And so that is, uh, you know, it's, and pricing-wise, for example, with massage, and it depends a little bit on where you are in the country, but their prices can be as low as, you know, $49 for a massage, which is, you know, pretty darn good. And um and if you really look around, even in New York, when I lived there, I found a place for massages for $60 for an hour. And that was in New York City. Um, and, of course, you could also go to the hotel spas and pay, you know, four or five times that much. And you'd have more amenities and, and it would be, you know, fabulous surroundings. But to actually have the body work, um, you know, comes at a lot of different price ranges these days. Yeah, and, and you know, years ago when 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 people went to spas, it was more really to to lose weight. I think you know, yes, and, yes. and, and that was uh, today. It's it's um it, it's more about stress relief. I think right. I think 
that That's people right. are also so overly stressed. And I know too that the diet uh, philosophy is no longer diet. You know, it's 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 a way of life. It's a it's a regimen, a healthy regimen. It's no longer just eating a lettuce leaf. And I do remember that that was a lot of the spas would gave very small portions, and then you were so exhausted because you didn't eat enough and have enough fuel that you couldn't really exercise. And you know, I often tell this uh, story that I went to a spa. They just had juice and and fasting, and everybody was starving. And the scandal of the day was that the yoga instructor was seen coming out of the tennis pro's room, right, in the middle of the night. And someone was telling the story to a rather elderly woman sitting in the lobby, and she opened her eyes wide, and she said, really? She goes, and just what do you suppose they were eating? <laughs> so we were we were all starving, but um, you know. But but today, I think as 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 I'm you know as as you can tell our listeners as well, you do have more food. You have options to have seconds or thirds or you know as much food as you want. But it's good food. It's healthy food. So is that is that where um, spa? Uh, do you notice that change as well? I I have and. And, um, and and certainly there is there's more science I think also that that um, you know has has shown that you know it's very very low calorie diet and I do remember I think you know in the early years um, at the Golden Door I think it was what you know 700 calories 900 calories 1100 calories and then five hours of exercise I mean that was a lot and. Yeah. Um, you know that that was, and so there are healthier ways now. With you know healthy food, you can have more calories, uh, and and you know have more energy and so on. Um, but one thing I have to say, in my opinion, after all these years, that in some ways I would say that spas have gotten a little bit more to the place of being, um, you know, offering too much temptation. Honestly, that there's like maybe a little too much uh, choice and availability. That's really one part of why I like a spa like, you know, the Golden Door and other places. Uh, I was just at a place in um, in uh, Spain um, called Shaw Wellness, and they also had a similar philosophy where there wasn't as much temptation around. I mean, the, the meals were lovely and, and so on, but it wasn't a matter of you could just, you know, eat whenever you want or, you know, get a cup of coffee and so on. And I do think that that the results at the end of a stay where there are fewer temptations um, are better than if you can choose to, you know, have a snack here and there and, um, you know, there's coffee readily available and and, uh, sweeteners and so on. So sometimes I have to say that, that, uh, you know, the the pendulum perhaps has swung a little bit from being too severe uh, to sometimes being a little bit too indulgent in terms of food part. So, uh, but that's I know my husband. Don't. My husband likes to eat, so they they did. Well, I'm sure changed their entire dietary philosophy to accommodate him. I'm convinced <laughs> and give him things like cheesecake and ice cream, you know, which they never did before. Yeah. So, and he's he's very happy, you know. He's you know, I think he had a steak at one of the places. Whoa, this is this is good. This is like speak up at its finest, right? Um, so, Susie, let's talk about wellness. Um, you know, it's not. As much about you know there there there's health, but wellness is the broader uh, yes. ex- explanation of, of you know the the, the broader uh, term, and, and it has become a very popular term today. Um, and you're also the CEO and chairman of a new organization, the Global Wellness Institute, which we mentioned in the intro. Uh, tell us about that. Well, you know, wellness is a term that. I remember when I first started hearing it, and you know, it isn't that old of a term. Um, you know, in, in some ways, uh, people think, "Oh, it's been around for you know forever." Well, it really hasn't been. In fact, in fact, the first time it was used um, was around 1969 when um, a gentleman, uh, Dr. Halbert Dunn, wrote a book called um, "High Level Wellness." And then, you know, the, the word sort of, you know, was used in different circles. And then there was a gentleman, Jack Travis, who started something called a wellness uh, uh, program in Northern California. And then the word started spreading more and more. The thing I love about the word is that it is very much an umbrella word. And what it indicates is that there's more to health than just um, you know physical health that wellness is also about emotional wellness and 
spiritual wellness, even financial wellness, uh, relationship wellness. Because, you know, if a person is, you know, having say a lot of financial problems, that that um, that's going to affect their well-being, uh, whether they are physically healthy or not. So wellness is a, a very encompassing term, and I really like it because it it uh, it talks about. A person's well-being and so there's a lot of different ways to address that a lot of it is physical uh, but it isn't only physical so the Global Wellness Institute we've done a fair amount of research on that and we also do a, a, a summit that we do once a year in a different part of the world and in fact uh, last year we were in Morocco with a Global Wellness Summit and we invited a couple of the pioneers of the term wellness Dr. Jack Travis was one of them and uh, Dr. Don Ardell was another one they are now in their 70s and they were part of the the world when the word wellness actually was born but that term now wellness is being used around the world and um, it's uh, something that we help people understand as a little bit more on the side of prevention than the medical side of cure in other words let's prevent uh, people from being sick so instead of all the money that's being spent on uh, curing healthcare and hospitals and doctors uh, let's let's stay healthy let's prevent people from being overweight or from getting diabetes and um, and and that you know of course is something that most everybody can agree on is a good direction and that's certainly something that that we're seeing some momentum for Right. Uh, and, and, it's, and especially in the U.S. And it's holistic. It's, you know, it's, it's multifaceted. Right. It's not just, and, and I liked, you know, I was reading your Global Wellness Institute newsletter and you had said, you said something about Bruce Jenner in relation to wellness. And I thought it was yes. very well put. Instinctively, you wrote, all of us recognize that while one can be in terrific shape physically, as you just mentioned, there are many other parts of our lives that might be unwell. And you just mentioned those as well. There are emotional, social, mental, spiritual issues along with many other dimensions of wellness of course. So, you know, it, it, it is true. It's, it's not just one thing. As I said in my book, you know, it's all well and good to eat kale, think happy thoughts, and, and go around the block, but that's not going to make you better than before. That's not going to do it. You have to combine so much more in, in, in you know, in, in, in looking to, to be better than before. So um, it's, it's very important, this, the, whole, the whole feeling of, of wellness. Um, now, you know, talking a little bit about the summit this year, um, you have uh, I noticed Dr. Deepak Chopra. Chopra, he is one of your keynote speakers, and we just had his daughter uh, Malika on last week discussing her new book. Um, he is certainly a pioneer in 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 raising the awareness of of the concept of personal well being. Um, and so, how it was exciting, I'm sure, to have him as a guest. Is it not to have him speak? Absolutely, absolutely. We are we are really thrilled. And um, our summit this year is uh, November 13th through 15th in Mexico City, and um, and he will be as as you said, one of our keynote speakers. And he's, um, of course, we've known about Deepak Chopra for, you know, many, many years. And he has his uh, well-being center in, in the La Costa area, which is actually fairly close to the Golden Door. And uh, but he's very, very popular globally and especially in Latin America. And as you said, he's a pioneer in this whole idea of um, of wellness. I mean, you know, meditation and mindfulness, that's something that's, you know, really, really becoming much more talked about and important as people are pursuing well-being. And he's certainly been a pioneer in that. So um, I'm really looking forward to, uh, I've met him on a few occasions, but to seeing him again. And uh, I know he's doing a lot with Oprah and just, you know, he's really, he's really done a lot. And as you said, really taken the conversation past just, you know, physical health. And that's really what I thought was so interesting now about Bruce Jenner's story because he is the epitome of, you know, physical health, um, you know, having won the decathlon. And yet when, you know, you saw the interview, and I'm sure many people did, you could see the, the struggle that he yeah. went through and is going through, but certainly has for, you know, so much of his life. That it was a, a, it's an interesting thing, and I'm really looking forward to watching, you know, what will happen. I happen to have been on the Governor's Council on Physical Fitness with Bruce, so I knew him uh, back, I guess it was in the early 90s, 
And uh, he was just always such a very down-to-earth, likable person, you know, kind of had a good sense of humor and um, and always was very, um, you know, talked often about physical health and well-being and so on. So I think it's really a gift that he's being so open about what he's going through now. And I think um, it, it'll be a good thing for all of us to, to watch and to learn and, and sort of identify in our own ways that, that uh, well-being is something more than just uh, physical health. And he was one of the, he was probably the world's greatest athlete for, yeah. for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, uh, speaking of travel, one of the things uh, you are also passionate about, so I so I hear, is the the travel category of of wellness tourism. Now, is that just yes. finding the various uh, spas and resorts that offer this head to toe holistic kind of philosophy? Well, I, you're absolutely right. I am passionate about wellness tourism because it's actually an emerging category that is really, really catching, um, you know, a, it's having a lot of momentum globally. And it's so exciting because, um, and I think, you know, when we introduced the first research on wellness tourism, it was the year that we were in India with our Global Wellness Summit. And India is a very good place to think about and really understand wellness tourism because wellness tourism is different than medical tourism. Medical tourism is when people go and have, you know, surgeries and, um, you know, do things that, um, whether it's cosmetic or, or in other ways, generally for lower cost or, or access and so on. And India is a good example of a place where people can go and have, you know, medical tourism. But India is also a great example of wellness tourism, which is where people go for things like um, meditation or yoga or Ayurveda so that the indigenous practices there um, are something that contribute to a person's health and wellness being something um, alongside of medical but not the same as. So wellness tourism is something that uh, we have been uh, doing research on, recognizing that there's a lot more of it, people going to different places uh, to uh, for their well-being, for their health, and it's contributing quite a bit to a country's economy, and it's creating jobs, because every country has its own indigenous practices. We were in Morocco last year, and of course, the, you know, Moroccan hammam, and some of the, you know, the argon oil and things that are... Right, that's come here. Yep. Pardon me? That's come here, the hammam and, and the argon Exactly. Oil. Exactly. And, and so that's what you, you experience it just like yoga and Ayurveda have come here. And yet then you go to India to experience it or to Morocco. And, um, so wellness tourism has become something that, that, um, tourism, uh, uh, ministries are investing in in different countries all over the world. And, um, we just find that it's an exciting, uh, I wouldn't even say trend. It's an exciting development. And there is a difference between primary um, wellness travel and secondary. And to your question about going somewhere and being immersed in a experience, that we would say would be primary. So if you go to, say, India for a yoga retreat, then you are a primary wellness traveler. But uh, the secondary wellness traveler is actually a much bigger category, and we've probably all been part of that, where you go somewhere, and along the way, you um, have a massage, or maybe you um, experience the mineral springs in that area. You include something health, uh, wellness-related in your travels, and a lot of business people are wanting to do that now. Some people, of course, you know, they will do that um, on honeymoons. Uh, you know, any kind of travel can be including a secondary wellness aspect to it. So wellness uh, tourism and wellness travel is becoming something, um, you know, more and more popular and really very exciting. Now, now if, I, uh, if I told my husband that I wanted the primary wellness experience, you know, like eat, pray, love, perhaps go to an ashram, right. in India, he'd say, well, yeah. that's good. Just remember to bring dinner home tonight. <laughs> bring, bring something to eat back with you, right? So, um, now, uh, also, Susie, uh, in the uh, little time we have left, uh, Spa Finder Wellness is known for its annual trends report. Um, yeah. Aside from wellness and what we just discussed, are there any other trends that should we, we should be looking for? 
Well, you know, I love our trends reports. We do this. We've done it for, you know, I think it's 12 years now. And um, in the year 2015, we we have some new trends that, that we've we've talked about, and I'll just um, mention them. We, you know, it's a 68 or I think it's even this year, even larger report. So it's extremely thorough if someone wants to really, um, you know, look into all the examples of these trends and so on. They can find them online at spotfinder.com. But a couple of the trends I thought I would just mention um, for 2015, one is called forest bathing, which I don't know if everyone has ever even heard of it. But forest? Whole- bit like forest? Like tree forest? Yes, like trees, forests, and bathing, like, you know, bathtub bathing. And the idea is um, forest bathing is going into the forest and being bathed by all the things in the forest, the smells, the the sounds, the, the, you know, the air and so on. And this actually comes from something in, it started in Japan, where forest bathing is actually something that is very much uh, part of the medical um, industry, where people are recognized for experiencing forest bathing as something that definitely uh, reduces stress. And um, we're seeing more and more emphasis on this kind of thing. It's it's part of the going out in nature trend, but in particular uh, with forests. So, you know, that's just kind of a fun thing to know uh, that that is something that's happening. Um, you know, there's we're seeing more wellness traditions from the Islamic world. That was one of the trends. We see more uh, industrial, you know, wellness in uh, work settings, uh, blue-collar wellness in particular, uh, different from, say, the white-collar wellness. We are t- uh, seeing uh, wellness homes and communities as a trend, um, even wellness cities. Uh, one of the trends we predicted, um, which has gotten a bit of a flurry, is um, cannabis, uh, the new spa and wellness connections. Yes, that was a surprise okay. to a lot of people. Is that only but, in Denver? Is that only in Colorado? Or do they well, you know, it's in Colorado for sure, but it's starting to be, you know, in other places. And, you know, what we've always been known for with our trend list is is we look at things that will be coming. Uh, we do a lot of research on this, uh, on the trends, and spend a lot of time um, researching and um, surveys and so on. So cannabis is something... and you know, that is starting to be associated with wellness in, you know, some areas and even in the medical arena. So that is something we're, we're, um, we were shining a bit of light on. Um, hyper-personalized beauty is a trend. Um, the whole thing with gut, you know, with, with uh, what's happening um, in our intestines, the, you know, we called it gut reaction, but I think people are certainly reading a little bit more about that. Gut health is becoming very, very important. And um, we also, the, another trend that, that I like and actually I'm part of is uh, one called uh, spa on arrival. In other words, when people are traveling, uh, you know, whether it's en route, uh, you know, airport spas and so on, but also the idea of whenever you arrive somewhere after you've been traveling to uh, take part in a spa activity as soon as you can, whether it's going out for a walk or maybe having a massage, uh, something that, that will revitalize you um, right away. So those are just a, a few of the, the trends. Oh, goodness, that, there's uh, so much. I'm still thinking of forest bathing. If you can bring that here to Central Park, <laughs> I'll go right now. <laughs> oh, goodness. I, never, I, I didn't know. My goodness, so many, so, so many trends to think about, and they're all wonderful and, 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 and healthy. Um, now, Susie, in our, our last couple of minutes, if, if you don't mind, um, as I mentioned, you are absolutely stunning, and I'm sure you've taken some tips from spas over the years that you have created your sort of at-home spa experience. Can you share a few with our listeners of how they can create a spa at home? Just a few things that they can, you know, put on their refrigerators or their bathroom mirrors and say, you know, Susie's tips for creating an at-home spa. Well, sure. I would say that, uh, um, you know, if I think of my typical day, I, I would say sleep is very important. Um, I think it's really difficult to feel and really look your best if you haven't had good sleep. So I think putting emphasis on sleep and really making it a priority in a bedroom, turning off you know, all those electronic things and, and um, you know, maybe wearing a sleep mask if you need and you know, a little bit of lavender at night, whatever, to help you sleep. Um, I think sleep is really important. 
I think, um, uh, you know, creating a, a time just for yourself where you can play some music that you enjoy. I think um, maybe putting some, uh, lowering the lights, maybe even throwing a, a colored fabric over your lamp so that you just have a little bit of a of, of a color um, bath around you. And and I, speaking of bath, I do think that's still something that that can relax someone as quickly as anything else, which is, you know, a warm bath, uh, 20 minutes soaking maybe with Epsom salts or, you know, it doesn't have to be expensive kinds of things, but just spending that time, um, you know, putting on a candle, a little aromatherapy, I think is also very helpful. You can, uh, and even, you know, massaging, uh, you know, my husband and I massage each other's, uh, each other's feet and, um, and that can be a relaxing way to, you know, have a little bit of a spa feel without actually having to leave home. So, you know, maybe sisters can do that and, uh, you know, Husband friends. Husband, massage my feet. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm sending him an email right now, right? He can massage. I think he wants it. I think he wants me to massage his feet. You know. So, but but I also recommend in the book to take a little, you know, portion of your apartment or your house, make it in your own little comfort corner, you know, and just yeah. do things in there. Listen to the music and you know maybe yep. put some weights in and 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 just maybe put on a, a mask, you know, face mask, and and uh, right. do just relax and just have a place that's kind of yours that that you can relax in, which is which is and meditation. And nowadays there are, you know, there there are apps available online that can help you with, you know, whether it's exercise or meditation. Um, And you're right, doing a room in your home or a corner, um, you know, just helps remind you to sort of spend more time there. And relax, uh, and relax. just get anything to get rid of the, the stress of our day. So, Susie, tell our listeners where they can find all the sites. How can they click onto it online? Well, I think certainly spafinder.com, you know, that's easy to remember. There's lots of information there, lots of ways to find spas. And um, I think that uh, those who are very, you know, interested in maybe the whole world of wellness and, and uh, the whole industry of it uh, would go to the globalwellnessinstitute.com, um, would find a lot of really, you know, fascinating information there. And from that website, they can also find out about the summit if they're interested in that um, kind of thing. So just globalwellnessinstitute.com or spotfinder.com will get them to all the things we talked about. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being with us. It was an absolute delight to speak with you. I have found myself calming down just having spoken with you for an hour <laughs> and feeling, <laughs> feeling very good, much better than before. Um, so thanks, thanks again, Susie. It was really wonderful to have you join us today. Uh, that's our show, everyone. Uh, thank you, Jane. Thank you again. Thank you, Laurie, as always, and thank you all for listening. This is Jane Wilkins-Michael. I will see you next week. Until then, be wise, be well, be better than before. Have a question for Jane and want to be on the next Better Than Before show? Drop us a line via instant feedback at bmajor.org. The Jane Wilkins Michael Show is brought to you by Express Scripts and is produced by Major Radio for Clear Channel's iHeartRadio and bmajor.org. Mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.